Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After Nine with Scott and Cat. Happy motherfucking Friday! Woo! She's been waiting seven days to say that, everybody. Seven days. <laughs> it's weird, though, Until frustration. It's weird, though, because, you know, it's Friday, yes, and that's awesome. The weekend for most people, it's a feel-good time. But, you know, in these last, uh, this last year has been one of those, it's Friday, yay, I think. But we'll take the small celebratory wins. Maybe that means your alarm clock goes off for a couple of days. Maybe that means you actually get to catch up on the shows that you like or whatever it is. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. We're going to talk about what the premier is going to talk about today later on in the podcast. But first, there's a couple of things I want to get to before we get to the COVID stuff and the new restrictions. And if that's what you're here for, don't worry. I totally get it. You can just fast forward. But a couple other things heading into the weekend. Number one, now there's a suggestion from the federal liberals, and I'd love your take on this, that the the person who shared the image of, is it Will Amos? It's always somebody named Will that, that gets caught with their pecker out. Because <laughs> they got a willy. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's always somebody named Will or somebody with the last name Wiener. You know, <laughs> it works every time. There's Bill Clinton, Anthony Wiener. There's Will Amos. Every time. So anyway, there's a suggestion that the person who shared that photo should be charged criminally. And they say that Will's life will never be the same now that he's been exposed For the entire world to see. I mean, the late night comics in America were joking about it last night. Mm -hmm. Do you think, given the uh, anti, what is that law that we've got? The revenge porn law, I think is what we call it, non-formally. Would that apply here? Sharing intimate pictures of someone without their consent? Because you can't see anything. You you see his abs. He's got good abs. He's in great shape. But you don't actually see the wiener because it's covered up by his cell phone. Yeah. I'm not, you know what I this is I don't believe we have another example of this right like this is the first time I can think of where somebody shared an image like this and it went so viral it's not like this is someone who sent somebody their nudes DMing them assuming that they wouldn't show anyone else and then they went published and published it and, and put it out there which you can't do so it is I, I I don't, I think that it, we can let it go. And again, I, I do strongly feel like he wants this. This is what he wanted. Why yeah, are you getting we, nude in your office and strategically placing your phone there? I, I don't know. It's just too weird for me. There's too many questions with this to make me th- feel like he should be play the victim here. Well, one of the, the points that was raised yesterday was the irony of the federal liberals who, yeah, I mean, if they were... Um, uh, offended that their friend had this picture shared. Okay, fine. We can talk about the circumstances that led to this and and the steps you have to go through to actually turn on your camera for a Zoom chat because it doesn't come on automatically. That sort of thing. We can talk about all that. But the irony here is the liberals are the ones who just shut down the investigation into sexual assault and sexual misconduct in the Canadian Armed Forces. And and some will say, oh, well, you know, some of the victims wanted it shut down, but not all of them. It, I do understand the irony here. I mean, for those who want to make that connection, I certainly understand the irony that when it's one of their own, they want to stick up for them. When it was somebody involving the Canadian military, they didn't want that investigation to happen. So I don't know what's going to happen here, but that's both sides of the story. Liberals are angry that that picture got shared. And, and in all fairness, there's a lot of people 
who agree with them, who think that picture should not have been shared. That sure. was a private moment that shouldn't have gone viral like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty confident going forward. Everybody's going to double check that camera or just plain cover it up when they're walking around their office, especially for all the parliamentarians that walk around nude. Yeah. It's, again, <laughs> I just have a real trouble believing that it just like like feeling bad for the guy. What are you doing? Like, what are you doing around your in your office fully naked when you know, I assume you knew you had a meeting and you also have to sign in to that meeting? It's just again, there's too many questions for me. I don't feel bad for the guy at all. Uh, I think we can just like let this one go. Yesterday, Canada's three biggest wireless network operators were, they say, dealt a blow by the CRTC. Oh, no. The Canadian uh, Radio and Telecommunications Commission said that regional networks that meet certain standards will be able to operate as virtual network operators or V, sorry, MVNOs in areas where competition is limited. That means they'll pay for wholesale access to the major networks while maintaining their own customer base. Bell, Rogers, and TELUS argue the smaller networks don't pay for expensive infrastructure costs. And you know, I hate to agree with Bell, Rogers, and TELUS. I really do. But they've got a point. Bell, Rogers, and TELUS did this investment across Canada to put all that infrastructure in place. Those towers didn't grow in the spring. They had to be put up. The transmitters right. had to be installed. Yes. There's a whole team of engineers that maintain that network. Right. And now these little guys can come on and say, all right, well, it's super cheap if we pay wholesale prices to just access Bell, Rogers, or TELUS's network. And now they have to give us access to it. So why wouldn't we just pay a wholesale price to get access to their network and then resell it at a lower price than they're selling it for? I actually think that Bell, Rogers, and TELUS have a point here. I mean, if you want to be a national wireless carrier, maybe you should have to put an investment into it. Now, having said that, these virtual cell phone companies, essentially what we're calling them, there's over a hundred of them in America. A good example yeah. is Mint Mobile. That is... Uh, what is that? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds. His company is what would come to be in these areas here. In fact, so, he could bring it here. He's already tweeted about it. He's already good, tweeted good, that good. Eh, it's on our radar. It's good. on our radar. Look, I, 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 unlike you, I have no, I don't feel bad for the big guys. I know a, a lot of people are employed by them. I personally know people who are employed by them. And I understand that they could take a hit on this and it could, but it'll also change the landscape and it'll add new jobs. It will. So don't forget that, too. I really have a hard time feeling bad for them. When you take a look at the prices that we pay and you compare them to places like the states. I mean, that's the exact point I was going to bring up, Scott, is is what you just brought up is in the states, for example, there's so many different carriers. You're on everybody's on a different network there, it seems. And there's like a new one springing up every single month. So for me, I don't feel bad for the big guys at all. I'm excited to see what's to come. I like a good competitive environment when it comes to anything and especially for for cellular providers. I've been waiting on this, and I'm really happy that it's finally happening. I, I totally understand the point, though, that you're making about setting these things up, but they were never guaranteed to be exclusively theirs. You kind of have to roll with the punches on this one, and at least they, they will get some money from that. Okay, tell me if this is a fair comparison. Wouldn't this be kind of like if I decided I'm going to create an ultra-low-cost air carrier in Canada? Now, I don't actually want to spend the money to buy 737s, so I'm just going to use Air Canada's planes, and they have to allow me cheap access to their planes so I can offer 
flights across Canada lower than what Air Canada is selling them for. It's kind of the same thing if you think about it like that, isn't it? Um, I mean, uh, n- not the... <sighs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Again, I wouldn't feel bad either because when you're dominating something like that and you're really giving nobody else a chance until now, like nobody else had a shot. I, I, I get I get where they're coming from, but I, but they're also going to pay into it. Don't forget that. It's not like they're doing it for free. Bell isn't going to give up their their sites for free and neither is Rogers or anybody else. Those, those are the top two, at least. Uh, neither is anyone else, I think. One thing I will say is the companies that are building 5G networks across Canada, which I believe are all three, it should be TELUS, Bell, and Rogers are all avail- are offering 5G. It's amazing how many more areas have got 5G. I only just got an iPhone 12 a couple of weeks ago. At my house, I didn't have 5G. It just came online like yesterday. Hmm. It's crazy how quickly they're getting that service in place. Um, and for the little guys to be able to come in and offer it at a cheaper price, I mean, good. I think our prices should come down. I just think it would have been a lot more, uh, um, it would have made more sense if the CRTC had just regulated prices. I mean, there has to be a scenario where they can say, here's our cost. Here's how much we sell the service for. And the CRTC could say, and here's the cutoff. This is how much Canadians are willing to pay. This is how much is reasonable based on what the rest of the world is charging. And we'll factor in that Canada is a large country, one of the largest in the world. It's a lot of area to cover. And it was a lot of infrastructure costs. So, I mean, I think they probably could have done that. But, uh, hey, this is the route they decided to go. And we'll see if it leads to lower prices, because in the past, anything our government has tried to do, because they're a bunch of fucking idiots, like they're just stupid. Yeah. Most of the people that run this this country in the past, they've done things to try and make other things cheaper for us. And sometimes it works. Most of the time it yeah. doesn't. It eventually leads to higher prices because rather than the big guys coming down, the little guys go up. Yeah. Remember the time that we thought all thought our cable packages were going to be like next to nothing because they were making those changes and these skinny packages had to start being offered. That was a crock of shit. That was a total crock of shit. Yeah, it was a total crock of shit. It was all a lot of, we're doing work for you, but they really weren't. Uh, Dave Blizzard, by the way, does join us on the podcast. What's up? What's up, Dave? Hello, hello. My apologies for being a little late. It's, you know, boss tings. Boss Boss tings. tings. I figured it was boss tings. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Dave, you haven't missed much. Quickly, let me get your take on two things before we move on. Yeah, I haven't missed much. It was a real piece of shit before you got here. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank God you're here. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Get it back on the rails. Um, The CRTC ruled yesterday that the big three, Rogers, Bell, and TELUS, have to allow access to their networks for some of the virtual cell phone companies that want to come online to create more competition. And the example I used would be, that would be like me deciding, I want to start an airline, but I don't actually want to buy any airplanes and take that financial risk. I'm just going to tell Air Canada they have to let me use their planes and then sell tickets cheaper than Air Canada does. Yeah, that's that's kind of the comparison that I was thinking about, too, because if you... If you think about it in the way that the big companies have paid for the towers, the infrastructure, all of that stuff, um, they pay for the maintenance of it. They pay for uh, you know making sure it's the lights stay on, all of that stuff. So these lower end carriers that come on board, I love that they're going to offer better deals in that, but the coverage isn't always as good, which is fine. It's understandable. It's a, it's a lower cost carrier, yeah. but they get to play on the big field without paying to maintain the field. Yes. If you know what I mean. So I'll use a sports analogy. It's like if, you know, Rogers Center opens up, um, you know, Jays play there all the time. But if I came in and said, well, I'd like me and my buddies to come and play a couple games at Rogers Center, but we, 
you know, we're not, we're certainly not going to pay for the same, you know, the, the same things that Rogers would pay for to maintain the field. We're not paying to keep the bases, you know, cleaned and, and replaced if anything gets broken. But we, we'll, you know, we'll still use it though. Yeah, it, it's it's not. Re- I don't think it's all that fair, really. Um, mm. I, every, everybody immediately goes, so you feel sorry for the corporations, huh? And that's not quite what I'm saying. No, it's, I mean, that's not what it is. No. But are they paying into Sorry, can you clarify, Scott? Are they going to be, these small guys going to have to pay into this, though? Because yeah, there should a, be fees, right? That's a great question, and that's one that I don't know the answer to yet. Okay. So my, you know, my comparison is I'm based assuming. on them not doing any of that stuff. Right. But the CRTC has ordered they pay for wholesale access to the major networks, right, but maintain their own distinct customer base. Mm-hmm. And then those bigger companies who are providing the infrastructure, they don't have access to those customer bases either. Mm-hmm. Like if, let's say, I'll just use the example because it's connected. So say Fido, for example, right? They're, uh, you know, Rogers can't go to Fido and say, can we use your list to be able to say, hey, we'd like to offer Fido customers a deal for your cable and things like that. So they don't have to do any of that stuff. Okay. So that's a, uh, I, I, I get it, but it, it's like you pay for the, you pay for the field, we'll play on it. And uh, oh, by the way, we broke we broke one of the benches. Can <laughs> Have you, fun fixing that. Can you fix that? We'll be yeah. back tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and and just weigh in on this quickly here, Dave. The liberal who was caught strolling around his office nude with a strategically placed cell phone to cover up his pecker. There are calls by the liberals to have a criminal charge potentially laid against the person who shared the photo. Is there anything to it? <sighs> well, it's a picture that's shared without the consent. So I think that there's a problem there, um, but it's taught us something during this pandemic, hasn't it? That we, uh, that the camera's always on the same way yeah. the microphone's always on. The camera's always but, on. Okay. So I'm glad that you're in for this, Dave, because I got Cause you're on zoom meetings all the time. Can I tell you something now? After this podcast, I have 14 of them. <laughs> that's not an exaggeration. Dave. He, okay. Dave is the guy to ask then. So I'm confused by how this happened. And I'll go back to the conversation that Scott and I had when this first happened. So yesterday we were talking about it. I'm really confused. In your office, have you ever found yourself, A, getting nude, B, knowing full well you had a Zoom call, and we know what pops up on a Zoom meeting, right? Right Before you enter, it'll say you want to enter this chat, video on, mute, yes or no, Mm -hmm. whatever. It gives you all the options. How does this happen? Was this done on purpose? Well, it's possible it was done on purpose, but... Could to, you see a moment where that could be an accident? Yes, I actually can. So, really? Yeah, sometimes it, with technology, it happens where um, you accidentally leave something on or, you know, like most computers, most laptops will have a little light when your camera's on. But what if the light's out and you have Zoom running in the background and you don't realize you have Zoom running in the background or you have like Microsoft Teams or something like that? Mm-hmm. It's possible that you can have that running and not realize you have it running. And uh, listen, computers glitch. Things happen where you go, oh, crap, I didn't even know that this was happening and my computer's been really slow. You yeah. take it, most of the time you take it to an IT person or an engineer of some sort who looks at it and goes, yeah, dumb, yeah, dumb, you had this going on. Like the amount of dumb questions they must get on a daily basis is <laughs> outstanding. Um, but yeah, I do think it is possible. It's also highly likely he likes to be watched naked. There's nothing about him actually changing which he claimed he was doing. And that cell phone is very strategically placed. So whether it was or wasn't intentional or unintentional, I think that covers all the bases. <laughs> That's all. Uh, <laughs> either way, I think we can all agree. It's a little weird to strip down completely nude in your office in front of your webcam. I would think so, but maybe I'm, maybe we're all doing things wrong and this guy's doing it right. Well, I maybe. think of it like this, maybe. especially with the work from home situation, 
you know, if you've got kids running around, you may be doing things in places that you wouldn't normally do in the house because you're trying to get a spot with some quiet or I'm going to grab my clothes and bring them into the office and get changed in there. You know, so I'm not waking people up if I have an early meeting or uh, if kids are going to bed early and you have a late meeting, things like that. I, I know I'm making up a scenario, but yes, I, you are. I, yes, but it is yes, not <laughs> applicable. here. Here's a great example. I, I brought a, a shirt to change into. I have a formal meeting later. I brought an actual uh, oh. wearing a hoodie right now, but I brought a formal shirt to wear later. And uh, I'm going to change my office. Okay. You know, I'm going to make Even sure. though there's a perfectly acceptable bathroom just down the hall. There, there is. Yeah. And your office is all windows. Yeah. Okay. So show it Dave, in front of Dave's office <laughs> later on, guys. There'll be a pressed ham at about 1045 <laughs> if you walk by. <laughs> guys, a woman in England just bought a three-bedroom house. She went to seven viewings before her and her husband actually bought it. The house happens to be next to the highway. Now she's complaining about the noise from the highway and wants town council to do something about it. Oh, come on. Basically, when we moved in, we only found out the day after how horrendous it was. It normally starts at around about 5, 5.30. Um, you can hear the, the, the HGVs um, perfectly past. So much so um, that the, the vibration goes into the bed. Um, so we have to go to sleep. With earphones, with earplugs in, because we know we're going to get woken up. This happens all the fucking time. Yeah. These people that'll buy a house in Brampton and then complain about the airplane noise. Yeah. Yep, they that, want planes yep. shut down overnight because people are sleeping. That's a great... You knew the planes were flying over <laughs> when you bought the house. <laughs> you yeah. expect them to move the airport for you? You, and you, I know this does happen all the time, Scott. You're not wrong. I know of a situation where somebody moved next to, door to a factory, moved in. The factory had been there for like 40 years, moved in, complained, but the company was so pissed off with the amount of complaints that they put up a, a soundproof barrier wall. They had to spend millions of dollars because of one person complaining, even though they moved in way after the factory was created. Do people not do research? Are they stupid? Like, what is yes. it, What's happening here? All of it? All, all of, of the, the above. above. Okay. Yeah. You nailed them all. It's so dumb. She doesn't do research and she's stupid. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, you're a homeowner. You've got the deed and this is a problem. So you're allowed to go to your elected representatives and say, I want you to fix this. Anyone has that entitlement. I'm curious to see what happens because let's face it. Sometimes people win those arguments right or wrong. Sometimes they do. We have the royal funeral happening tomorrow, and the palace is warning us not to read into the fact that you won't see William and Harry exactly being buddy-buddy at this thing. They're warning us in advance to try and ward off some of the speculation. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it was a good move to do this. Like, if I, you know, tell you not to look at something, you want to look at it. And that's basically what this press release was doing. Like, don't pay attention to this, guys. Do not pay any attention to this on Saturday morning when you're watching it. But they say they won't be walking together in the procession. Both will take a part in it. Um, their statement basically says the procession order was a, quote, practical change rather than sending a signal. And they say they would never be drawn into perceptions of drama. So, they, I mean, without saying it, they're basically saying, we know there's beef between William and Harry. Don't read into the fact that they're not going to be side by side. There's going to be a cousin in between them. <laughs> I love. We got I'd the cousin love, buffer. That's basically it. <laughs> Peter Phillips is who you'll see in images because you know this is going to happen. Come, you know, Saturday afternoon, 
you're going to see all these photos all over everywhere of the two of them because they're going to focus on these two. And poor Peter Phillips is going to be in the middle of all those photos. He is the son of Princess Anne. And the only one who drew the short straw, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, couldn't we get pop culture with this whole thing? Like, instead of Prince or cousin whoever, uh, put, like, Bernie Sanders in there with the mitts and the mask and, and do, all that. Do That's something. a great idea. Put him yeah, in between. do something. Yeah, put, uh, put Scott and Kat's chicken sitting between them. Something. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, to have the just chicken something there. like that. <laughs> uh, you, you raised such a good point right at the beginning, though, Kat. That, and I'm going to call her out because I know she's going to listen to this, but my wife is the worst for it. Like, if there's something weird happening or something that's like, hey, don't look now, but in, like, 20 seconds, turn around and look at this. And when I say don't look now, she's turned her head. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know I'm saying don't turn around. Why are you turning around? It's like this weird instinct that goes off. Is she the only one? Do you do this? Um, It's hard not to. Like, if you told me right now that there was someone at the window, let's say behind me, okay, and you were like, oh, don't look, but I would be very tempted to look immediately. Yes. I, would I do it? I don't know. I'd probably be I'd try to be as cool and calm as possible, but it, it's but it's one of those things. Like, don't look at my elbow right now. You want to look at my elbow and see why the fuck I, you don't, you're not supposed to look at my elbow, right? I, I, was I, mean, in, I was in Montreal for Just for Laughs, and it was in a restaurant, and one of the comedians, the, the, one of the headline comedians was, was in there, and, uh, and I, I noticed him, and, I, and I, said, I said, okay, don't look up. Like, because I just looked over, but don't don't do it. So and so is sitting over there, and you know, just take a look gradually. She like binoculars come out, and she's like, hey, over you know, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like standing on the table, like, hey, is that the guy you're talking about? Like, <laughs> is that what she sounds like? In my what mind, you when, yeah. When I've asked her not to do something, yes, that's exactly what she sounds like. Christmas. All of a sudden, she turns into cousin Brucey. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, who's that over there, cousins? Ooh. Yeah, I was like, oh, why? It's I, difficult, though. It's difficult to do that. But I feel like that's exactly what this is. But what I do is, is I go run it through my head and think, okay, well, if I don't tell her, and then I wait till we leave, and then I go, hey, did did you notice who was sitting? Why didn't you point him out? Right. I get I get that angle, and if and that's not fair, <laughs> because I don't want to be embarrassed or make that person feel uncomfortable. Yeah, you tell her right before you leave for the bathroom or something like that. Like, okay, now you can look. I'm gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, like, it's like I have to lay out like a whole like a map with a with a compass and everything, and be like, okay, so take six steps towards the bathroom. They're upstairs, so take three steps up, then turn around like you're gonna come back to get something. But when you do, look over to about ten o'clock. And you'll see the person sitting there. They're facing eastbound. Like it's like I have to lay this all out, or else, it, or else it's just like where? Hey, where? Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Was it that guy? I'm like, put your hand down. Why are you pointing at him? <laughs> okay, so is there any drama here? And and are, what are we actually watching for? Is there going to be a wink between Harry and William? No. Is Charlie going to get involved in this shit? And what happens afterwards? Because I know the queen is someone who enjoys the hospitality. And I have to think there's going to be a private reception at Windsor Castle after the actual funeral. So are you taking like prop bets to see if like yes. William yeah. and Harry start like a slap <laughs> yes. fight or something? And I, I, Charles I, has to sit between them and be like, you two settle down right now. I predict little George is going to go up and punch Harry right in the balls. That's what I predict. Can I put my money on little George? My daddy has a new nickname for you. It's Uncle Fucker. Boom, right in the nuts. Potter was always my favorite, Harry. (laughs) Oh, fuck yourself. You've now fallen under Harry and the Hendersons on my list. (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys, listen. If if you're drunk, don't go to YouTube to try and figure out something to do. Can I just say that I thought you were still talking about the Royals there, and you're like, oh, fuck no, sorry, I moved on. I I was ready for another story. By the way, you should get drunk before the the funeral. Is that cool? Is that a cool Mm. thing to do at 10 a.m.? You know, it's not the worst idea, Kat. If I'm hairy, I might just do, you're either drinking something or smoking something to get you through that fucking fiasco, because that's going to be awkward. He's got a flask going and everything. The royal flask. Could you imagine he just pulls out a vape and everyone's like, whoa, what the (laughs) hell? Now that would be awesome. (laughs) Could you imagine? That would be awesome. (laughs) Pardon me, everyone. I need my jewel. (laughs) You're like, oh, what? Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I know we're moving on to this topic, which is really fucked up. I don't know if Dave's heard this story, but this YouTube video, uh, this is so stupid. But before I do that, can I just say, side note, if Megan was attending this funeral, I'd probably be more likely to watch it. But now that I know that she's not going to be there, I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I guess we were wrong, right? The last podcast I did with you guys was last Friday, and we had said, she's got to go. But I guess they use the medical, uh, I guess, an exemption in this case. The pregnant card. I played that card many Uh a time. She's playing it now, and I don't blame her at all. Don't blame her at all. Even now Uh you use it. It's like, no, you know what? I was pregnant three years ago, so I can't can't come to your party tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Can't do it. Uh, I noticed you avoided using the word excuse. You said pregnant exemption, and I really thought you were going to say excuse because I think she's using pregnancy as an excuse to not go. I don't think she wants to be anywhere near that fucking thing, and I don't think she's welcome there anyway. But I don't think you're wrong, and I'll tell Dave this, Dave this too, because this is our first time having this conversation with Dave. I don't think that you're wrong that she doesn't want to go. However, this is a woman who, whose doctor probably did say that to her. She's, had, she's miscarried previous. That's always a high risk. Uh, it is a high-risk pregnancy. Uh, stress is not good for you, and it can, in fact, induce early labor. I think she's not due till June, if I'm not mistaken, if the tabloids are correct. So she's got a couple months to go, but stress is enough to really put you in a bad spot when you're that far along. So I, I do believe the excuse is is one that's actually legitimate. It's like for you, Scott, if you were to say, like, I, I, I really want to go to this golf tournament on Friday, and I'll just get a doctor's note. And one of your friend doctors is like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you can't go to work on Friday. Cough, cough. <laughs> Doctors will write a note for anything you ask them to write a note for. It's it's crazy how many <laughs> notes get written for various reasons. In any case, let's move on. Yeah. This is from a French medical journal. It's two guys in their 30s who were drunk and decided to try something that they saw on YouTube. So, Dave, you and I have both been in various states of intoxication together at the same point, And never once did either of us suggest to the other... That we get some needles and inject each other's dicks with hemorrhoid cream. That no. has never happened. But these two, for some reason, did it. I'll tell they you. Watched, I, I think go the, ahead. the worst thing we've done. Um, <laughs> oh, do tell. <laughs> and this is going to sound ridiculous because it's like nothing. Um, I remember after a night of whatever it was, uh, we went to get some pizza late night. And they had... Uh, sprinklers at like a drive through bank so they're watering the lawns and stuff and Scott's like watch this and I don't know why he did it but he went over and he turned the sprinkler so it aimed at the drive through so anybody, go, anybody going to the You're drive through you're such an asshole like anybody going to the drive through bank would get sprayed I come up with some diabolical ideas when I'm drunk that was, was one of them and it was just That's like great. what a dumb thing to do because that thing's not going to stay on forever like the sprinkler's going to go off probably right after he did it it's like Phew. yeah so I, I remember the time thinking oh that's hilarious and, then, and afterwards going that was 
It's so dumb. Like, <laughs> what were we thinking? I don't know. We didn't get into any real, uh, certainly never any any legal problems. We never did anything that was like, oh, God, like, I really, really don't think that we should have done that. I hope mm-hmm. they don't find the body. Like, nothing like that has ever happened. Like, no, I, we were pretty well behaved. So in this French medical journal, two guys in their 30s, drunk, watch this YouTube tutorial, which is not backed up by any real science, by the way. I want to specify that in case you're listening to this podcast right now thinking to yourself, oh, I wonder if that would work. (laughs) Don't do dumb shit. These two injected each other's dicks with hemorrhoid cream. Because the story in the YouTube video is that if you put hemorrhoid cream into your wiener it makes it bigger like apparently these guys no side effects (laughs) (laughs) does it work like botox kind of thing like similar effect like a plumper it's like a plumper yeah so (laughs) which is an awful word by the way can i just say plumper (laughs) might be my least favorite word now you did i plumping that dick (laughs) yeah i was just plumping like plumping what these guys were in so much pain. That they dick went to looks the- real plump. <laughs> I mean, that dick that looks plump. Yeah. Ooh, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> they were in so much pain, they went to the hospital emergency room. Doctors gave them painkillers to try and reduce the swelling. Maybe it worked, maybe it didn't, but the guys did not return for their follow-up appointment. But the doctor did say there is a real likelihood there will be irreversible damage to his pecker. And this is something that no right-minded individual would do. I got to be honest, even a not right-minded individual, I can't, I can never, ever imagine a time where I ever would consider something like this, ever. Never mind that. Not only would you have had to consider it, you'd had to convince your buddy to yeah, also consider right. it. Him want to be injected by you. Like, is this like a... These are two fucking dumbasses <laughs> that found each other. This is like a Lord of the Rings situation and, and, and Frodo and Sam are on a journey together and they're going down together. <laughs> Let's and, take our sword fights to the next level. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Bestie. Yeah. Like, wh- what is that? In their 30s. Yeah. They're not... Old enough to know better. Oh, you old would, you enough would to know better. But I, I just, yeah, I cannot, I cannot fathom a, a possible time where I would consider even if I had that thought, I would consider bringing another person into even that. Even if thought. they told you COVID would be cured if you inject yourself with this shit in your dick, you would oh. probably still say no. Yeah, I'd be like, well, <laughs> mm, eh. I kind of, I'm happy with what I got. I, I don't, I don't need to. I'm good. I think I'm hey, Cat, have you got your phone near you right now? I I do. Why? Why don't you throw that open for a second? Oh no, you're gonna make me look just throw at it me. open for a second. Just open it up. Oh, why did you do that? What? That's the picture in the medical journal. <laughs> oh no, I don't want to see. It. Don't don't show it to I'm me. Forwarding this to Dave right now. Listen, <laughs> you know what it looks like? It looks swollen as shit. Like. Is that what you wanted, asshole? You know those toys that are like um, they slip out of your hands when you're when you're a kid. They're filled with like water. Oh yeah, and that's exactly yeah. what this dick uh, looks like. Uh, Just so that you guys know, that's, this is disgusting. Think, I think, I, no. Why? Why would you do that, Scott? No. It looks like I didn't super- fucking do it. Don't ask me. <laughs> it looks like if Super Mario punched it, though, he would grow in size. So that that's an interesting <laughs> look. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How? how uh, it does look plump, though. <laughs> that's a plump dick. That's what not that in a good is. way. Not in a good way. 
Uh, okay, guys, we are now just a matter of hours away as we record from the province releasing some new modeling data, which they say will produce 18,000 cases a day in Ontario, like New York style numbers in Ontario. And then the premier is going to come out and announce some new restrictions, but he'll stop short of a curfew, according to what has been reported this morning. Is this like a would a curfew help, Dave? I don't know. When it, when is the when are the gatherings happening? Is it is it late night? Well, is it like I, I thank don't you. Know. You're asking. I I'm curious. Okay, I I don't believe based on everything we've heard that we'll have a curfew. Like that's apparently not happening. But then I I did wonder even if you're Quebec who does have a curfew, how much of that stuff could, were they able to prove that things were happening overnight with copious amounts of people to make that a thing? I don't know. Listen, nearest I can tell, the the spread right now that we're getting, and, and it's crazy right now. In case you didn't hear, yesterday there was 4,700 plus new cases. The highest daily total of the pandemic happened in the third wave. With 4,700 cases, yeah, that's really something that we should be concerned about. But I don't know that it's coming from gatherings. I, I have to think, based on the numbers the government themselves reports, this is coming from workplace settings, isn't it? Like the factory, especially the bigger factories and manufacturing is a huge yeah. one, cat. Yeah. Or even in, if it's uh, coming from, you know, places that are, you know, like Madame Homes building a house and inviting strippers in. Well, that's actually <laughs> <laughs> the, the home building is one of the things that the biggest rumor that they might shut that down. They might shut down construction. I bet you they don't. I bet you no chance. You don't think so. I think that, well, that what that could will they the- possibly be doing then? What yeah, what's left if you not, don't well, shut down yeah. construction you and you don't put in a curfew? Exactly. And apparently daycares are going to be left alone. So that's out of the equation, too. Yeah. And they should be. There's not many left. Yeah. Like, what? what's left? What's left? So what is this about? Those well, who the eat thing ramen is, noodles, you, you yeah, are like, now they, locked down. They can, and can they? Can they force, let's use uh, factories as an example. And just because they're right around the corner from us, I'll use Toyota in Cambridge as an example. Can they say, we're limiting you? So you usually have a thousand people on at a time. You can only have five hundred people per shift. Like, can they do something like that? Do you know, Scott? I don't know that they can, but I, I, I think it's either shut them down or leave them open. But I, I don't think they're going to order some of the the biggest money makers yeah. in the country to close. I, I, I really so. don't see that happening. Even though that's probably where the spread is coming from, and I don't mean Toyota specifically. I mean manufacturing right. in general. You've got a lot of people in close quarters. Not everybody follows the public health rules, and and this is how infections are likely to happen. So if these infections are continuing to happen at the rate that they are. Um, even during the lockdown, which is frustrating a lot of people because like, we're locked down, but the numbers are still higher than ever. Um, I think the lockdowns are a part of the solution. They're not the solution by itself. But if you were to, if you were to close down certain areas of, of uh, you know, manufacturing and like Kat mentioned Toyota. So if you were to do that, and, but you opened up the restaurants mm-hmm. and you opened yep. up you know, inside, indoor dining and, and all that stuff – would we start to see more of that showing up in the indoor dining and places like that? I know there was very few cases of it happening in gyms. And then there was a story, I think it was the last week or the week before about a gym in Quebec that had 400 cases attached to it. Like, but that was a well-known anti-masker who publicly flaunted public health rules. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it's also very hard to, to maintain it with so many people coming through your doors, which is part of the reason why they have 
suggested that they, those places are not open right now. Um, I, so I'm just asking, I guess, the question out loud, and it may be a dumb question, but if we, if we sort of suck it in in one place and open up in another place, is that just going to move over to that industry? Are we just going to yeah. start seeing it shift? And then are you just going to piss off more people in doing that too, right? Because already, like, will, will you make some of the businesses happy, but now you're going to piss off these big manufacturers, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, well, it's true. You'll never make everybody happy. You won't. You won't, yeah. no matter what you do. Listen, part of the problem here is, and it's not just a COVID problem, it's a credibility problem, and it's a a time problem. They've left Toronto and Peel locked down since November, and people have had enough. People have had enough. And the only way this all works and that we stop the spread is if we, in one way, go back to what we did at this time last year. Everybody bought in for the most part. Everybody did their part and we stopped it. But now people have just tuned out public health. They think Ford's an idiot. They think Trudeau's an idiot. They don't have their vaccine or any hope that it's coming anytime soon. So they're just flaunting the rules, saying, fuck it. I'm not doing it. I'm not listening. I don't care what you have to say. Yeah, I think there's to a get lot everybody of... to. Sorry, Sorry I was ahead. just going to say to get everybody to buy in. They need to trade. They need to make it seem like this is a reasonable measured response. And if you can't show me that there's a lot of transmission coming from dining, then you should open dining. If you can show me that there's problems coming from manufacturing, then you should probably shut down manufacturing. You have to go where the actual spread is, and it's got to make sense to the average person. And I know that the average person is not a doctor, and we're supposed to trust our doctors. But let's be honest. The doctors have been wrong many times. Many times throughout this, you've got Anthony Fauci on TV, cannot for the life of him explain why the numbers are going down in Texas when there are zero public health rules in effect. And then you get someone like Teresa Tam at the beginning of this shit who was out there saying closing borders is racist and wearing masks won't help. The doctors aren't always right here. So if you can just on a common sense level appeal to people's sensibilities, if Doug came out and said, Listen, I said we're going to follow the science. We're going to follow the science. The science tells us there are cases in schools. There's not cases from outdoor dining. There is cases in manufacturing, but there's not cases from outdoor sports for kids. Then give people something. Let them do the things we know are safe, including haircuts and manicures, because for the most part, there was very, very, very little spread coming there. Let us do the things that we know are safe. And shut down where the actual problem is. I think if they did that and just had an honest conversation with Ontarians, more people would buy in and would adhere and participate in the other public health requirements. I I really think that's all it comes down to. I'd love to just add a footnote to that is, you know, when we say the doctors were wrong, I think this is a moving science, right? And science is one of those things that is continuously evolving with more information coming through. And the decisions that they made at the time were wrong. But it wasn't wrong in the sense of they just got it wrong. There's more information that keeps coming in. This is a new thing for them as they're trying to figure it out too, right? These communicable Um, disease experts have been doing this a lot longer than anybody else, but they still are learning as this thing goes along. So um, I agree completely. We have to be able to trust the doctors. Um, Definitive statements are tough because you'll get somebody who now at this point in the third wave is going to go, well, that person said this in the first wave back in the beginning and they changed their mind. It's like, Yes, because science changes and it evolves and it adapts and well, you learn as you go along. That's, that's, that's what Dave. it is. It's always been like that. This isn't a new situation when it comes to that stuff. So, Dave. I mean, but when those people are up in the public saying their piece and trying to give advice 
we're kind of stuck because we're like, well, should we believe now or should we wait a little bit longer to find out what the actual story is going to be? Listen, Dr. Teresa Tam gets paid six figures well into them, by the way, to be the authority on this. And it was never, ever a bad idea to wear masks while we're dealing with a pandemic of a coronavirus. It was never a bad idea to wear masks. And she didn't say, I think, or I have a feeling that she said masks won't help. She also said closing borders won't help and it's racist and shamed us all who wanted the border closed. And and here we are more than a year later. The border is still open and there are still cases of variants coming into Canada on a regular basis. Those are government numbers where you can see that. So if the science is changing, I don't know why we haven't moved with it. Maybe she did think closing borders won't help. Now we can show you that we wouldn't even have these variants if we'd closed the borders. She was wrong. And frankly, it's it's amazing to me when we've got tens of thousands of Canadians that lost their job. Not one of those fuckers in Ottawa or at Queen's Park has lost theirs. Not a one of them. Yet. Yet. But yet. I, oh, that's true. Yet. Yet. The, I think the scariest part for me is that on, to da- on Dave's note there, it is happening in real time. We're all experiencing this for the first time ever, ever. So I, I do understand that. And I, maybe I give a little bit of slack there. But I also know that like, these variants are different. They have to treat wave three different than they treated wave one. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know what the, what the proper answers are now, but it seems as though a full shutdown, a lot of people, surprisingly, are calling for that. Just more shit shut down. Let's just do this. Could we not shut everything down? And I mean everything. Borders, planes, every, manufacturers, everything literally shut down except for those true essential hydro, keeping the lights on for 25 days and then get rid of this altogether get rid of it would that not be would that not happen if everybody actually did that or is that just way too unrealistic you want to go dave or do you want me to you go ahead i think that if they were to suggest that some people would buy in other people would revolt the only way they're going to get buy-in on that is if it is a hard firm no backsies promise if they say Starting tomorrow, April 17th, we are shutting down absolutely everything except for the most essential of the essentials. It's going to be in effect for 20 days. But come hell nor high water, May the 4th, we're reopening those things. If they do that, I think people could get behind it because there's an end game. There's some light at the end of the tunnel. They know. I mean, we can all suck it up and do it. What we can't do is suck it up for an indefinite amount of time with no dates and nothing definitive. Yeah, I still think point. that we're waiting to find out the verdict on this stay-at-home order. Yeah. So far, and you don't have to like what I'm saying here. I already had a nurse message me this morning because I said it, that I'm not helping. But so far, I haven't seen any evidence that this stay-at-home order is working. There's more cars on the road in the morning than there typically is. There are uh, numbers like we've never seen before happening right now. So there's not a lot of evidence to even tell me that the stay-at-home order is effective. Well, if we go by the the science that we've been told to follow in its roughly two week periods, how long have we been in the lockdown now? Yeah, uh, yeah, we've only been in for a week and a yeah, half. See, but, there's a yeah. lag on that. See, and 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 to the, to the people who believe that the stay at home order is not working, just hang on because I know for a fact Easter weekend, that long weekend was a shit show. I know that cases spread like crazy there. I could see it. I could see it at parks. I could see it on street corners. I could see it everywhere. 
So I think that we're, we may not, may not be seeing those numbers now, but that's what we were seeing last week. And previous to the shutdown, we're starting to see those numbers. Today was another record, 4,812 new cases. Wow. But I think that it, there's a lag on that. There is. In fact, they tell you not even to test if you've been around someone who, who has it because there is a lag. My friend, for example, uh, was in a classroom with a child who did test positive. They told her, don't even test for about four days because that's when it'll actually be, uh, if, you're a po- if you're positive, that's when it'll show. It might show a false negative. So they made her wait four days. So if you think about waiting four days and waiting for results for three days, everything does have a bit of a delay. It's not like today we'll see whatever we did yesterday whether it worked or not. So I think that we need to give a little more time to that before we rush into trying to say that it's not working. Well, you are right about that, but it's also not after two weeks you start to show symptoms. It's up to Mm. two weeks. Many people present symptoms much, much, much sooner than that two-week period. So, I mean, I I totally agree with you, Kat, and and we do have to do something to get it under control. I just think that we should probably consider some of the alternatives that used to be considered radical – Giving people a little bit of freedom or giving them some common sense solutions like, okay, we see that there's no danger here from kids playing soccer, but there is danger over there from 40 people working on the same line making auto parts. Maybe we should close what actually needs to be closed. And if they did that, I think a lot more people would buy in. It's hard. When I look at the the public health officials that come out and have to make statements, they want to be definitive and they want to be certain but at the same time, because this is moving targets, and we've talked about the goalposts moving a lot on the podcast. So when they get up there and things do change, it's tough because you don't want a wishy-washy answer. You don't want Teresa Tam to get up and say, yeah, you know what? We're not sure. <laughs> Maybe we'll give it a shot. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Mm. You don't want that. And on the other side of it, there's those who vehemently disagree with the approach, which is totally fine. But that's how I kind of think that that's sort of where the genesis is of people who start looking for alternate doctors who have different perspectives. And that's where they start to put credence into one doctor who said what they already believe as opposed to the 99 doctors that all agree, peer-reviewed, all that kind of stuff. So it's it's tough. It sucks. This sucks so much. I all hate of all of this. All of it sucks. All of it. And, it. and it's, you know, you're trying to speak to people's common sense as much as you possibly can. But everybody has a different degree of common sense and people are fed up. You're so right about that. Like people are just at their wits end and they say, forget, I'm, I'm not doing it anymore, you know, mm-hmm. and because they have not seen the tangible benefit for themselves. And sometimes we don't see further than what's in front of us. And that's not to say anybody's at fault for doing that. It's just a reality that sometimes the only thing we know is our own world and don't think of anything else or how it's connected. Mm-hmm. And on that... We will say thank you for listening, everybody. We hope you have a fantastic weekend locked down with no hope at all. Oh, I meant to tell you guys. Guess what I've got going on this weekend? Oh, Oh, Dave has plans, everybody. Dave has plans. Go. Sweet piss all. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. Once again, stay at home. I'm going to buy uh, MLB The Show 21 and play baseball on my PlayStation. Oh, right on. Well, since you can't play real baseball, you might as well use a video game. I want to go to a baseball game so bad. (laughs) You know, Florida is three hours away. We could be there this afternoon if you want to go to a ball game. I I would go to Dunedin if I could right now just to go. It's amazing because if you were in Florida right now, you could watch the Jays, you could watch the Raptors, you could watch all sorts of shit live. TFC is down there. I can't, that's I can't, right. It's been Toronto. They're South. living their best life, man. 
Yeah. Oh, they're going to have the party of all parties this summer. Honestly. America is going to go off the chain. My, What's the 4th of July going to be like? Uh, don't even. Uh, my FOMO is uh, un, like it's it's through the roof. Dave. We're going to stick fireworks in these hot dogs. That's how excited we are. They're just. <laughs> they're living their best lives. And we're in here they're stuck in our houses like assholes. I'm telling you. Right. Okay, guys, have well, a good weekend. Yeah, you too, you assholes. Have a good <laughs> All right, you assholes. Full Have of, a good week. For a full of nothing. Have yourself a glass of, go, you, of Glenn Go Fuck Yourself, and we'll right. see you Monday. You sad, sorry motherfuckers. The CEO of Pfizer said people will likely need a third booster dose within 12 months of being fully vaccinated. Oh, man, I can't believe we have to go through another year of vaccine selfies. <laughs> In Canada, a member of parliament, which is Canada's equivalent to our House of Representatives, accidentally exposed himself on an official government Zoom meeting. His camera was on, and he didn't know it, and everyone saw his Canadian bacon, which is, there he is. This is the Canadian version of storming the Capitol. Producers have released a trailer for the newest installment in the Fast and the Furious series called F9, The Fast Saga. Interestingly, if you're Hit F9 on your computer, it will write another Fast and Furious screenplay. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.